Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. HMRC are entitled to ask for information which is reasonably required. If you ask any lawyer uh, in this group uh, what the word reasonable means, they'll tell you it's quite loose and not always easy to define. So when HMRC asks you for information, always ask them, is this reasonably required? And please justify to us why you think it's reasonably required. Because they'll ask you for anything they like. Sometimes they will try things on. Another favorite of HMRCs is once they've opened up an inquiry, they will ask you to have a meeting. So please remember, there is no compulsion for you to meet with them whatsoever. I know a lot of accountants and advisors will say, have a meeting. It's totally up to you. You don't have to. And remember, if you go into a meeting, HMRC officers are trained. They will spend quite a few hours getting together a whole list of questions. And part of their job is as they're asking you questions, they are closing certain corridors uh, as they take you down a particular path. And once you've gone down that path, it's pretty hard to come back, especially if you've answered all those questions. So most of those questions aren't random, they are on purpose. So avoid the meeting if you can. HMRC inspectors will give you this defense or reason that if you meet with us that shows you're cooperating uh, therefore we're going to charge you less penalties if we have to charge you a penalty that is not totally true you have you should cooperate with them but just because you did not go and meet with them that does not show a lack of cooperation now let's say if you do decide to meet with them always make sure you ask them for a detailed agenda alongside timings for the meeting with a detailed agenda if they ever go off topic and ask you something off the agenda you can say this is not not on the agenda we don't want to talk about it and you can move on if the meeting goes beyond the timings they gave you you can say i've only booked two and a half hours for this meeting we've had two and a half hours let's now call it a day and you can end the meeting and of course most importantly If you don't like their line of questioning uh, or you don't feel comfortable, you can walk away and walk out of that meeting anytime you like. You are under no compulsion to stay in that meeting if you don't feel comfortable. HMRC officers will usually bring somebody to take notes. If you don't feel comfortable with that person being there, you can ask for them to leave the room because you are allowed privacy and if you don't feel comfortable uh, disclosing that information to somebody else apart from the HMRC inspector, you don't have to. The person taking notes will usually take quite detailed notes. Those notes are then sent to you. HMRC officers will ask you to read those notes and sign them. My advice to you is think very carefully before you sign them because once you've signed them, HMRC will use that information if they can against you. 
So if you've said anything in the meeting where you've gone home and thought about it, reflected and thought this wasn't quite accurate or isn't represented accurately, change those meeting notes when you respond to HMRC after they send those meeting notes to you. Do not sign them. You're under no obligation to sign them whatsoever. Another favorite of HMRCs is to ask you for personal bank statements. They are not entitled to those personal bank statements. However, if they find discrepancies in your accounts, they've broken down the records, there's a lot of missing information and they can't accurately say that the accounts are correct, then they might ask you for personal bank statements. But do not volunteer them on their first request and always challenge them and ask them why they think they should have access to your personal bank statements because they are a private document which HMRC are not entitled to. So always question that. HMRC are entitled to ask for information which is reasonably required. If you ask any lawyer uh, in this group uh, what the word reasonable means, they'll tell you it's quite loose and not always easy to define. So when HMRC asks you for information, always ask them, is this reasonably required? And please justify to us why you think it's reasonably required. Because they'll ask you for anything they like. Sometimes they will try things on. And if you resist, you'll find they'll back down more often than not. Uh, so don't give them anything and everything that they ask for. When an inquiry comes to an end, always get your accountant or advisor to ask HMRC to verify that you've claimed all the different reliefs, exemptions and allowances. They'll come back to you and say to you, it's not their job to, to advise you of that, but you can say, we've been through the inquiry, we've cooperated with you, we've given you all the information we can. So can you now confirm to us that we've claimed all the different reliefs, exemptions and allowances, and most inspectors are pretty okay like that. If you have underpaid tax and they want to charge you more tax, they are going to give you a penalty. Remember, you should negotiate those penalties. So if they start out at 50%, ask them for their reasons why they think it should be 50% and then challenge that, negotiate. Uh, quite often, 50% can come down to 20%. 25%. So don't just accept whatever they give you as a penalty. And at the end of the inquiry, they are going to ask you, especially if they find mistakes and gaps, they will ask you to sign a statement of assets and liabilities. By all means, complete that and give it to HMRC, but you don't have to sign it. So some of you uh, might know and recall, if you're as old as I am, uh, that, that there was a guy called Lester Piggott who's a jockey and quite famously he went to prison for tax fraud. What he did was he signed his statement of assets and liabilities, forgot to list a certain bank account and then paid HMRC by check using the bank account which he hadn't declared on his statement of assets and liabilities and therefore HMRC used that pretty much to hang him. So do not sign the assets and liabilities form but by all means, uh, give that information to them. So I hope you found that useful. Going forward, I'll be covering different areas of finance and tax. So if you have any particular topics you want me to cover, I'm more than happy to, to do that. Bye for now and have a pleasant weekend. 
Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.